Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. gentlemen it's time it's time for our championship league table predictions i'm ryan dilks and i'm joined by justin peach how are you i'm good thank you i'm i'm really surprised that there wasn't any sort of slanderous comment there I'm, no because new season new new start yeah no no don't don't get used to it it will come <laughs> back when the season actually starts it's just because we're doing three episodes and i can't be bothered to come up with three introductions for each one so i thought i'd just introduce you normally because ladies and gentlemen with our championship league tables obviously we want to go into great detail with each side so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to split it between eight so um, we're going to have three different episodes and then eight positions for each episode so in this one as you probably guessed by the title it's going to be 24th to 19th then on tuesday we'll release our mid-table predictions that's 18th to 9th and then on thursday we'll release our top eight which is very exciting and make sure We'll make sure that they're out nice and early so you can listen them to them on the way to work or whatever you're doing. Before we start, Justin, a bit of a disclaimer that I just want to put down because you've got to remember there is still a month left of the transfer window. Mm-hmm. A lot can change in that time. In fact, we weren't even sure whether to bother doing a league table prediction because there's so long left that at the end of the day, a lot can change and they might not necessarily be in the same state now that they are in a month's time. But it's all a bit of fun, isn't it, Justin, at the end of the day? No, absolutely. And business has been incredibly slow for pretty much every team. There are only a handful of teams like Forest, um, Wickham, Luton. Coventry. Coventry that, that have really hit the mm-hmm. hit the ground hard with um, with transfers. So, it's yeah, it's, it's been a slow one. But, as you say, it's a bit of fun. Yeah, exactly. And we're based our predictions on the directions these clubs are going, what business has been done so far, and we're also kind of predicting what's going to happen in the rest of the transfer window. So you've got to give us a bit of leeway here, folks. Uh, right, let's get onto the tables, Justin. Justin, we've disagreed on quite a lot while making this, but with the bottom eight, that was fairly straightforward for us, wasn't it? There mm-hmm. wasn't actually that much we disagreed on. No, and I think that tells you a bit about the... Um about the, not the state of the league, but the teams that are going to be down there, they're all they're all not all fairly similar, but there's similar sort of characteristics characteristics with these sides in the sense that there's not a lot of money down there, or they're 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 a side in transition, or obviously they've just come up. So without giving too much away, they're they're not too dissimilar. Yeah, I think a lot of these teams as well, they're not going in the right direction. I think that's fair to say. Some of these, so, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, do you want to hear some stats before we crack on? Some stats. relegation stats. Mm. Uh, over the last five seasons, only four of the 15 promoted teams have gone straight back down, which seems very low, doesn't it? Uh, mm. The highest position a promoted side has finished over the last five seasons is Millwall, who came eighth 
in 2017-18. All three promoted clubs have survived in 11 of the past 20 seasons. Only two teams have won back-to-back promotions this century. They are, Justin. Only two teams have won back-to-back. Yep. Mate, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Norwich in 2010-11 and Southampton in 2011-12. You must have been this uh, last season as well. Yep. Uh, the team with the worst defence has been relegated in 15 out of the last 20 championship seasons. And the team who scored the least goals has been relegated in 14 out of the last 20 championship seasons. So let's go to the bottom three. And we're not pulling up many trees here, folks. We're <laughs> uh, All the league table predictions I've seen have pretty much the same bottom three. But we'll start with 24th, and we've gone with Wickham Wanderers, Justin. Mm-hmm. It's sad because I really want Wickham to do well this season, but I just can't see it happening. No, there's too much to like about them, isn't there? There's there's Gareth Wainsworth, there's Adams Park, there's their story in a sense that they had one of the lowest budgets in, the, um, in League One last season, so definitely got the lowest budget in the Championship this season. But with that... There's a clear disparity in quality in the sides that are going to be down there, and unfortunately, Wickham. Perhaps they perhaps they've come up a year or two too soon. Yeah, if that makes sense, I, I could see I could see what you mean. I think if they were promoted in normal circumstances, it would be tough. But because they've had just a couple of months to prepare, it's been made all the more tricky, hasn't mm. it? I, I do think Wickham will surprise teams this season. Mm-hmm. Their style of play is going to suit them being underdogs. And a lot of teams will not fancy uh, playing against them, but I, I just think their squad's not good enough. I mean, we had this with Bur- uh, Burton a couple of seasons ago, didn't we, where they surprised mm. everybody by staying up. Um, they bought shrewdly, and I think Wickham have brought in players quite shrewdly as well. So, it, you know, they'll take points off teams, but as as, as we said, I think there's just a, quite a disparity in the quality of the, the sides that are going to be down there. And unfortunately, Wickham... I'll probably bottom of the pile. Yeah, that is true. I, I think um, what will happen this season is Wickham will surprise a few teams, but ultimately go down. Then people will say Gareth Ainsworth did such a good job in difficult circumstances, and then he might get a new job somewhere else. But I hope Wickham fans will enjoy this season, and then the club as a whole can use the money that they make from it to bounce back maybe the, uh, the season afterwards um, and come back stronger. But if they do stay up this season, it will be a massive achievement. I just can't see it happening. Yeah, well, like you said, there, you know, they might make might make a bit of money and hopefully strengthen. But they've they've got a a, a good side, um, especially at League One level, a good side that have yet to hit their peak. You know, there are some players that are at the tail end of their career, like Matt Boom, Matt Bloomfield, Adebayo Fenwer, Darius Charles, for example, Joe Jacobson as well, is thirty three. You know, there are players at the, the tail end of their career, but um, you know, as I said. It was probably a year or two too soon for them, um, but it is something for them to build on. It's going to be a great experience. It's their first time in the championship for mm-hmm. Gareth Ainsworth as a manager for the club, for a lot of the players. So, you know, enjoy the season. Don't don't look at it as a as a negative. Yeah, even if they do get relegated, it's going to be a season that they will benefit from. Whatever the case, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to number twenty three. Who have we got, Justin? We've got Sheffield Wednesday. We have got Sheffield Wednesday. And I think the thing we've got to start off with is the points deduction, because obviously that's not an ideal start, is it? Uh, 12 points, I often think, doesn't actually sound like that much. But um, 
you know, four four wins and you've made up for it. But mm-hmm. when you remember that Wigan finished 13th last season and they got relegated because of their 12 points deduction, it makes you realise how much of a challenge this is going to be for Gary Monk's side. Because if they didn't have the points deduction, I, I, I definitely wouldn't think they'd finish higher than 13th. No, no we, we discussed it briefly with, with Benjamin Bloom last week. You know, they have to have a top eight sort of form to stay clear of the relegations over the 12 point deduction because of how tight the championship is and I think mm. I think the division's only going to be even more competitive making it even harder for Sheffield Wednesday and as well as that when you lose players like Stephen Fletcher uh, Morgan Fox two key players last season Jacob Murphy as well Jake, Jacob Murphy one of the Murphy twins yeah, Jacob Murphy wasn't yeah um, who was on loan last season who was you know quite important at times um, from a creativity perspective you're, you're going to find it difficult and I think the players are brought in haven't overly inspired me. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's fair. It, yeah. <laughs> you, make, you mentioned Fletcher, Fox, uh, Murphy. You can also add in Forestieri. The, the list is quite long. It's I think I counted seven first-teamers yeah. who have left on a free um, this summer. The squad's not in the best of shape. Um, and at the time of recording, their only out-and-out striker is Jordan Rhodes. And he is way mm-hmm. past his best isn't he yeah. um, the thing is, is as well that you've got to take into account is the form that they're in in the second half of last season only Hall picked up fewer points than Wednesday in 2020 and if that form continues then Wednesday could go down fairly comfortably couldn't they no definitely um, you know, as well as that you know, f- um, 2020 form carries sorry year long form carries into the new season quite yeah. quite regularly with teams. You look at Watford a few years ago, they, they sacked um, Sanchez Flores. It's, it's a strange example, but it's the one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, you know, there's no reason to sack him. You know, They finished mid-table, but they won two games um, in the second half of the season and he didn't want that carrying on into the, the following season. And unfortunately, it does. Exactly. And um, it has got to be pointed out they have still got the likes of you know Barry Bannon, Dominic Iorfa, Izzy Brown's come in, and so has Elias Kachunga, and uh, Kadeem Harris. These are good players at this level, but it's a very thin squad as well. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they have to rely on some of the younger players, but it's not a good state of uh, a good state of things at Sheffield Wednesday at the moment. And there also seems to be this negative aura around the club at the way things are going. So. Mm-hmm. It could be a season of struggle for Chef Wednesday. It wouldn't surprise me if they stayed up, but it's going to be a long slog, whatever the case. 22nd, we've got Rotherham United. And this mainly comes down to the fact that Rotherham have got this brilliant record of doing great in League One. And then they come up to the Championship and don't really seem to do too much. I can't see that changing this season. No, the 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 West Brom equivalent to sort of bouncing between the Championship and the Premier League, aren't they? They're they're a bit of a yo-yo club with the with the Championship and League One. They are too good for League One, but they've yet to make that consistent step up to the Championship. Not you know, not since probably Ronnie Moore back in sort of the mid noughties You're talking a long time, aren't you? A long time ago, they were a comfortable Championship side. Even when they have stayed up, it's not been particularly comfortable and they've, um, no. you look at when Warnock was in charge that was a that was very much scraping through it um, the squad hasn't strengthened that much since last season Wes Harding's an interesting signing from Birmingham mm-hmm. but there isn't too much else really to write home about and they've not brought back Daniel Balassa from Newcastle yet um, and he's going to be a big miss if he doesn't come back they have still got a pretty decent squad uh, Michael Hickway 
is a good player at the back and Matt Crooks is in midfield is someone I like and Ben Wiles is an exciting young lad as well but like Wickham I think they'll just surprise a few teams but struggle ultimately to uh, stay up is that something you'd agree with? I think so yeah they, they're an attacking team so they will surprise teams um, you know 61 goals last season was only second to Peterborough who we know Peterborough just don't really care about defending they just attack Um <laughs> But you know, you, you mentioned some good players there. Matt Crooks is a, is a, a bit of a favourite of mine. He's he's got a point to prove at this level. I think he's getting to an age where he needs to make that step up. And we, we forget as well that um, last time Rotherham was sort of cherry picked for some quality players. Semi J, Matt, um, Will Volks, um, Danny Ward was there as well. And I think that might happen. Um, to them again at the end of this season because as you said they've got some good players Kieran Sadley is a great signing from from I think it was Doncaster I think and obviously they've got Freddie L- uh, Ladapo as well who's who's their goal scorer so it's going to be an interesting season they're going to they're going to score a fair amount of goals they're not as good as the likes of Barnsley or Luton I don't think when you know coming up last season no. so I think you do edge towards struggle yeah the thing is, Paul Warren is a very good manager, isn't he? But he, is. he he has got to, at some point, show that he's capable of taking this Rotherham side and getting them a, making them a comfortable championship side. And no one has managed to do it in quite some time. But it's a big task and it's not been made all the easier by, obviously, the financial situation with clubs all over the place because of COVID. But it's, it's a massive ask. It is. They are a very well-run club. They're one of the only teams I think that profited um, when they were in the championship um, mm. in the eighteen nineteen season. I think they're the only team that profited. Um, so that tells you that they are they are well-run. They do manage their budget shrewdly, and that could be an advantage for them. Yeah, I would love to see Rotherham stay up. I really would. Mm. But, uh, Main, again, mainly because I, I we, we really like Paul Warren. Yeah, Paul Warren is a class manager. It, it surprises me that uh, another club high up the uh, food chain hasn't had a look at him and thought we'll we'll take a chance on him because he's done a great job it's just making that next step which is incredibly difficult when you're in Rotherham's shoes Um, so the bottom three we're pretty set on Justin I'd say the next few teams have got a bit of work to do to try and pull away haven't they who have we got Mm -hmm. in number 21 we've got Huddersfield we have and the main reason behind that is because it's a bit of a concerning time at Huddersfield Town at the moment, isn't it? I said towards the end of last season that they're a club who are low-key, a bit of a state. It doesn't get talked about as much as other clubs, and not much has really changed since then, has it? Low-key, a bit of a state might be a bit of might be a bit harsh. Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't think they're a state as such. I just think they've gone. They've gone things. They've gone about things wrongly, you know. I, you know, I'm very strongly against the sacking of the Cowleys. I thought they were they were going places, but you know, it's a structural change, not a structural change behind closed doors, but a shifting of power in terms of transfers, and therefore a structure in terms of wanting a head coach rather than a manager. And I think Carlos Corbrand, for example, is the right man, but probably not the right time for Huddersfield. That's fair. Uh, um, and as you say, the likes of Carlin Grant will more than likely be sold there's been speculation and having Danny Ward there isn't inspiring as, as such um, and obviously without Smith Rowe who was a bit of the bit of X factor last season in, in Huddersfield Town staying up you know without that quality I, just, I don't know where I don't know where they go 
Mm. Well, we'll just talk about the manager situation for a sec because, as you mentioned, the decision to sack Danny Cowley was bizarre. Mm-hmm. And they brought in Carlos Corbran, who was a very highly rated coach. A lot of yep. um, it was thought that he might take over from Bielsa if Bielsa, when he eventually leaves Leeds. Um, but they have ultimately got a manager who hasn't got much experience. We don't know how he's going to do in the head coach role, but it's all we can we've just got to wait and see I suppose um, you look at the squad and it's not great a few good players in there Harry Toffolo I really like mm-hmm. uh, Lewis O'Brien had a good season and he's still very young and then uh, obviously as you mentioned Carl and Grant up front but um, he is expected to leave mm-hmm. I'll be very surprised if he's there come October 16th and the thing is as well Steve Mounier is the next in line but he's also expected to go as well so that leaves them with Danny Ward and Fraser Campbell up front Fraser Campbell struggles to stay fit. Danny Ward's a good player, but if he's your main provider of goals, it's not ideal. It's not perfect. Um, not at all. And then, bar a couple of good players who I've already mentioned, this squad is a bit shoddy. The defence in particular looks very poor, <clears throat> bar Toffolo, obviously. And then, in addition to that, Justin, it seems like Ben Hamer's going to be the number one next season. And he was one of the uh, poorer performing keepers mm-hmm. in the division, um, as you saw at Derby. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of holes you can pick in this team. It's really not great. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I think the Cowley's got the best out of those players. Can Carlos Corbran come in? And do the same remains to be seen. You know, it's it's very hard to judge a uh, a head coach manager who hasn't been tried and tested before because obviously they haven't been tried and tested. So you have no idea how they're going to impact. And obviously the goalkeeper situation, for example, Hamer or Pereira. Hamer doesn't set the world alight, and I've not really seen much of Pereira. Obviously on loan from Man United, but apparently I think he was on loan in somewhere in Scotland. I can't remember where. Yes, but it was at Hearts. Yeah, Hearts. And uh, according to Huddersfield fans who I've spoken to, Hearts fans were not very impressed with him. <laughs> and they got relegated, so yeah. Exactly. But so, it is a bit of a sorry situation to be in. And you, you also remember that the players that they loaned out last season to get the wages off the books to try and move them on didn't necessarily inspire um, at, at, their, at their loan clubs. And now they're back at, they're back at the club. So they're, they're back to square one, essentially where they were this time last season. Yeah, the recruitment hasn't been great at Huddersfield for quite some time now. Carlin Grant is the only real player who I look at and think that's a good sign, and Harry Toffolo as well, actually. Um, and that's ultimately led to the position they're in now, and they're a club who are very rapidly on the de- on the decline. It makes me wonder why Corberan has taken this job, really, because it seems like he had a pretty set job at Leeds, and now he's taken over at a club who have one of the worst squads in the division at this very moment in time it makes me wonder whether he has almost been sold a fake picture of how <laughs> everything's going to be and maybe he's regretting his decision I don't know um, but it has got to be pointed out they've also got a really tough start Norwich, Brentford and Forest and I fear that could set the tone for the season just mm-hmm. in, in alternatively it might make the owners suddenly realise oh they're in a bit of trouble and the money they make from selling Grant and Mounier for example and maybe a couple of others they might use that money to bring in players but they've got to do something because otherwise it is going to be a bad season and it wouldn't surprise me if they even slipped into the relegation zone anything else before we move on? Uh, no I think th- you've, you've hit the nail on the head really you know I, they're Carlos Corbran being sold a, a bit of a, a dud one, not necessarily. I think they're a good club, 
they are a good club and they're 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 an ambitious club, but your actions have got to tie in with those ambitions. And I don't think getting rid of two of the high highest rated managers in the in a division, for example, is 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 a good action or or towards that. So it's it's going to be another season of up, not upheaval, but just hurdle after hurdle after hurdle for this field. Mm. You never know. Corbrand might be Bielsa reincarnated and might you know, uh, and might do better than we all expect. But at this moment in time, with the players they've got, I, I really can't see it. Right, let's have a break, Justin. After that, we'll go on to positions twenty, nineteenth, eighteenth, and seventeenth. It's a little-known fact that when Justin and I record these shows, nine times out of ten, we're wearing a classic football shirt from years gone by. And where do we get them from? Classicfootballshirts.co.uk In fact, as I record this, I'm wearing my PSG shirt with Thiago Silva on the back. Alternatively, I could have worn my Juventus shirt, Dortmund shirt, Blackburn shirt. I could go on. We're big fans of classic football shirts here because they offer you classic football shirts at a great price. And it's not just shirts either. Oh no, dear listener. There's also training wear, tracksuits, shorts, socks, you name it. And I can guarantee they'll have something for your club. So head on over to classicfootballshirts.co.uk or visit them in store in either London or Manchester. Welcome back to the Second Tier Podcast. We're doing our league table predictions and we're starting off with the bottom eight. We've just done positions 24th to 21st, so let's crack on with 20th. Justin, who have we got? We've got Reading. We have got Reading. And this is interesting because the Reading owners reportedly want to go for broke this season and get promoted. But Justin, I I think they're mouths off. Um, That's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say... Half their squad is ready for a playoff push. And when I say playoff mm-hmm. push, I mean a playoff push at best. The rest of their squad is just quite poor. And considering the Reading board apparently do want to, you know, be they want to be looking at the uh, near the, the top of the table, it wouldn't surprise me if they strengthen before the window's over. That's got to be said. But I'm really not convinced by the manager they brought in, uh, Velko Paunovic, I think I got told is how you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> but... Obviously, we don't know too much about him. Um, he might end up being the, being the Serbian Guardiola, but his CV isn't. <laughs> it's not particularly glittering, is it? He did well with the Serbian youth teams, but his record at Chicago Fire is average at best. The main mm-hmm. thing I can say about Reading, Justin, is they seem to be a club that's going backwards. Would you agree? I think, yeah, no, I, I do agree. I, I think sacking uh, Mark Bowen when they did, they could have done it a while ago. Instead, they waited. Was it a week, two weeks ago now? Let's use the word replace uh, instead. Yeah, okay, sorry. Replacing <laughs> replacing Bowen the way they did, the timing was, was poor. They've had a long time to, to do it. They didn't. They they seem to have reacted quite, not knee-jerk, not, not a knee-jerk reaction. It was a bizarre sense, decision, wasn't it? Yeah, and as I say, the timing's bizarre as well. And it's a squad that, it, it's a club and a squad that needs continuity. It needs consistency for it to be able to build. You know, clubs don't just, burst out of nowhere you know some do but for example Sheffield United you say oh they burst out they burst out of nowhere but no they they, you know their foundations were laid season after season on the Wilder and and, and the same with Norwich when they've been up and Borough under Karanka you know the foundations have been built and built and built and built and as you say this squad seems half the squad seems ready for 
uh, playoff push, but then half of it is ready for a, I don't know, lower mid-table push. Mm. It's a, it's an imbalanced squad. They've got six strikers on the books, for example. They don't need that many strikers. They don't have any out-and-out wingers, really. Um, there's a lease and Mete, but Mete, for me, you know, it, 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 one of the important ones, but you've got to balance that out on the other, on the other wing as well. And they, they don't have that, that balance, I don't think. Yeah, there are signs of hope, of course. I mean, John Swift, if they manage to keep hold of him, he's one of the best playmakers in the division. And we might finally see the best of George Puskas. We just don't know. Uh, they've also got plenty of good young players as well. Reading have always had that, haven't they? The academy mm-hmm. has always produced good talent. But there's way too many question marks for me. Half the squad is poor. The manager, a complete unknown as I say, his CV's not great. And behind the scenes as well, the boards just, they seem a bit, they're, they're making some weird decisions, put it that way. And also, you've got to mention the financial side of things as well. Mm-hmm. We, what is it, Reading are spending four 22%. times of their income yeah. on wages or something like that? It's madness. And something needs to be sorted out there. Playoff push is not what they should be aiming for. They need to really trim the squad and consolidate their place in the championship because it wouldn't surprise me if like Huddersfield they got dragged into a relegation battle well that, that, that's that's it isn't it you know they've they've had this situation where they've pressed a reset button and it's not worked they they do it mid-season a lot you know Paul Clements come in Jose Gomez has come in there's probably more that I, that I can't quite think of and obviously Paunovic is, is in now it's it's you can't you can't keep doing it and expecting the same results there are so there are more examples of clubs getting it wrong than there are of clubs getting it right in the in this situation that you know similar to Reading now, um, but as you say, it's it's they're a strange one. It you can't you can't predict what they're going to do, mainly because they're they're unpredictable for me. For for example, replacing Bowen when they did is 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 a, is a, well, a key example for that, and they're going to struggle without that level of continuity that I think they need. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is as well, Redinger, they do have the potential because they were very inconsistent last season, but they do have the potential um, to potentially be higher in the table, like as we saw last season under Bowen. The likes of Ijaria, Swift. If Puskas finally finds some form, he could be very good. Um, and the defence is half decent as well. It's pretty tidy. Yeah, exactly. I could see them potentially doing the same as last season, finishing in a similar position. But it, there's too many question marks for me, and that's why I've got them down so low in the table. Let's go up to 19th, Justin. We've got Luton Town. And Luton Town are one of the more interesting ones in the division for me. Because after having the turnaround in form that they had last season under Nathan Jones, I'd be expecting them to kick on. But Luton fans are very much fixed on the aim this season, being just staying up. And maybe if it weren't for COVID, having such a financial bearing on clubs, they might have been able to kick on. But it seems like what they're working towards this season is a platform maybe for better things next season. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, again, I, I completely agree. They've, they've got a, a, a tidy squad. You know, Nathan Jones is the perfect man for that for that club um, he came in obviously post lockdown and absolutely tore it up the form was ridiculous he changed things you know he dropped Izzy Brown for example and we all know the, the stats of Izzy Brown and how uh, efficient he was at creating chances um, for Luton but and they have they have built 
um, built on last season because I think they've added some pretty pretty good players to their squad. For example, Reese Norrington Davis at left back is a very good signing on loan. Um, obviously, keeping Harry Cornick and James Collins is going to be key. Jordan Clark and Tom Lockyer are great signings, especially Tom Lockyer. That defence was at times terrible, and Tom Lockyer coming in is a he's a good defender. Um, you know, one season last season at Championship, he played very well for Charlton, and they got him for a free as well. Yeah, so, and he, he's a great passer, isn't he? He's a yeah. brilliant ball playing centre back. He, he was a bit like a quarterback at times for Charlton <laughs> last season with some of the passes he was playing. Um, I'd say nineteenth will be a good season for Luton, even though it's not really progress. It's more consolidating their position and. They, they can use this money to build it for greater things next season, haven't they? They've definitely got enough to stay up. The squad isn't great when you go through man for man, but under Nathan Jones, he can make an average player look brilliant. Uh, and the most important part of Nathan Jones' system is the fullbacks. Now, when they're in League One and they storm the league, they add Jack Stacey and James Justin. They're obviously gone. But they've now got a multitude of options. One of them is Reese Norrington Davis, who you mentioned uh, was brilliant at Rochdale last season. James Bree, they've signed permanently now from Villa, and he's a player I quite like. He could Mm -hmm. really kick on this season. Uh, One player who we barely spoke about last season, Justin, is James Collins. I know you mentioned him just then, but he got 60 goals last season which is a very good total for a club fighting relegation all season. He's going to be massive. His form needs to carry on for them to um, consolidate that position. We're talking very positively about Luton, but the aim is to stay up because they're a club who are very frugal with their money and uh, they're going in the right direction, which is more than you can say about a lot of clubs who are around them uh, at the moment. Um, Let's go to 18th, Justin. We have got Coventry City. Um, Now, we kind of differed on this one. This is one of the... uh, We've differed on plenty of others, uh, but this is one one of the first ones we differed on. Uh, Justin, you had them 20th. I had them 16th. I'm feeling very positive about Coventry this season. I do think 20th would probably be a good season for them, but we've got them 18th. Um, And a lot of Coventry fans will be annoyed that we've got them 18th because they fancy themselves to go a bit better. Do you think they are capable of going better? Potentially. The the only caveat to Coventry City is how young their side is and how little experience some of the players have at Championship level. You know, they brought in Tyler Walker, who couldn't get into the Forest team last season unfortunately you know you know how much I like Tyler Walker and the potential that I think he ha- he has got but he, you know he couldn't force his way into a team that was struggling to score goals Callum O'Hare another player I love um he's he's definitely got the ability to do it but it's it's you know they have to make that step up and then there are players like Gustavo Hamer who haven't had any experience in English football let alone in the championship so that's the only caveat really to Coventry is how inexperienced the side is but that's also on the flip side why they're so exciting for me is because they've got all these players with really good potential mm. all mixed together and you know a good coach in Mark Robbins and they've got a platform to perform now and I'm looking forward to, to, to watching them next season Yeah I'm very excited by Cov uh, Mark Robbins a wonderful manager he's working wonders at the club and it's a good time to be at Coventry City because he's got them going in the right direction we keep mentioning clubs going in the right and wrong direction and for ages Cov were going in the wrong direction but Mark Robbins has changed that suddenly they're flying up it, it, the league table it feels like they came out of nowhere doesn't it yeah it does really it wasn't too long ago they're in league two was it and it wouldn't surprise me yeah. yeah it wouldn't surprise me if they finished higher than 18th I mean I had well, them 16th yeah. wouldn't surprise me if they finished even higher than that um, let's actually talk about the squad you've gone over it very briefly but 
there is an argument that um, they've been the busiest club in the transfer window. Um, they were signing players while the championship was still uh, still mm. going on. Um, every signing they've made is one that gets me a bit excited. The three in particular are Callum O'Hare, Gustavo Hamer and Tyler Walker. Now, you've mentioned them already. O'Hare, superb on loan from Villa last season. He's now there permanently. He's a great young player. Gustavo Hamer, his stats in the Eredivisie last season for uh, Zwoll were out of this world. And it wouldn't surprise me if we end up talking about him quite a lot uh, over the course of the next few months. The most interesting signing is the one you've mentioned, Tyler Walker. He had a great season at a very average Lincoln side and moved from Forest for just about a million. I'm going to put him down as one to watch for Mm. any... uh, any other championship fans because 14 goals last season the underlying data has him down as one of the best strikers in League One for converting chances so he could end up being a superb bit of business and then the squad they've already got it's very tidy particularly uh, defensively Michael Rose is someone I really like and then Cal McFadgen and Dominic Hyam it's a very good back line I'm very excited by Kov Um, the only reason we don't have them higher is I'd say because the mid-table area is very dense in the championship isn't it and it is a young mm-hmm. side but it really wouldn't surprise me if they do better than we think God, to disagree with you it, you know you've, you've mentioned some good players there and you know, they've also got players that for me could have could have easily moved on players like Jordan Shibley who's very he's, he's he had a, almost a breakout season last season I guess for, for Coventry um but again, Coventry City are one of those clubs that have gone under the radar in terms of the players that they produce over the years. You know, going you know, Tom Bayliss is another one, Cyrus Christie. There are a lot of players that have come James through. Madison. James exactly, James Madison. And, you know, they've got Jody Jones as well, who's coming back from an injury. It's an exciting team. It's a really exciting team, and I, as I've said, I really can't wait to to watch them next season. Really, and it. They're a young side, which might also play into the hands a bit because of how often games are coming next season. It's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, which, you know, stereotypically young players can recover a bit quicker than the older sides. Yeah, potentially. Um, the off-the-field stuff with Coventry is often over overshadowed what's the brilliant work that's been done on the pitch because the club, in some ways, is actually very well run. As you mentioned, the academy and then, uh, well, as we saw with Mark Robbins last season, um, even though they're playing... 30 miles away or whatever in uh, Birmingham it doesn't really affect them and that's going to be the case again this season but with a new stadium being built in a few years time there's plenty of things to be excited about by Carve and uh, I'd be very surprised if they got dragged into a relegation battle this season I've got to say Um, let's go to 17th Justin who have we got? Birmingham City Birmingham City who we've just mentioned Um, last (laughs) season was a bit of a nightmare that nearly ended up going dreadful. Um, Birmingham went from uninspiring mid-tablers to nearly getting relegated. The question is, Justin, have things got better? And the answer <laughs> to that question for me is a bit, slightly. It's just, it's just a question mark, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, has it got better? I mean, the manager, you'd say it has got better. And Ito Karanka yeah. is a steady appointment, not an amazing appointment. He's all right. He's better what than Pep Clotet anyway. Um, we must emphasise, though, it could very easily all end in tears because Karanka and the Birmingham board don't have the best of records when it comes to not falling <laughs> out um, with random people. Um, the squad is bang average. Would you agree with that? Um, it's average with pockets of quality, yeah. Yeah, three or four players, I think, would do a decent job at teams higher up the table. Um 
Has the squad got any better? I don't think so. What do you think? I mean, could it have got worse? Could it have got worse? Yeah, it could have got a lot worse, I think. If they lost the likes of Duke, um, Danny Pedersen, Cowley, Collin, yeah. Pedersen, Collan, those kind of players, then they'd have been in a bit of a state. But the signings have not inspired me at all. George Friends, Adam Clayton, would have been good signings three or four years ago, but they're not now. John Terrell has barely been fit for the last two seasons. Uh, the two Spanish lads they brought in, don't know too much about them, but Birmingham don't have the best of records with signing Spanish players recently. Case in <laughs> point, Fran Villalba and Alvaro Jimenez. Jonathan Lecco looks a good signing in fairness, but he struggled fitness last season, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Birmingham need to improve this squad before the end of the season. Otherwise, they're going to struggle, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, it's they're, they're, they're very much a team that's in, in a transition. And... You know, when you've got teams that are riding riding a bit of a wave, like Coventry City, for example, they could easily overtake Birmingham uh, Birmingham City just because it's it's almost natural for teams that are high on confidence to overtake those that are just trying to recover. And as you say, the signings don't necessarily inspire. You know, Adam Clayton barely featured last season. Um, that um, Andres Prieto did a bit of background on him and. I'm not sure he's going to be the number one keeper next season, but Prieto has only played four games at senior level in the past, I don't know how many, four or five years, I think, mm. um, for Malaga. And it's, as you say, just not inspiring. John Terrell, George Friend, uh, Adam Clayton would have been very good signings three, four years ago. But what, they, they need to improve in central defence and they need a, another a goal scorer alongside um, Duke. We saw how well um, Duke and Hogan were working before lockdown so they need someone in to try and get that back out of back out of that forward line because otherwise it's going to be another season of averageness mm. they have been linked with uh, Scott Hogan coming back actually so it wouldn't surprise me if they that was addressed before October 16th but even if they got him back I still look at this squad and there's again plenty of question marks that's one of the common themes with um, the teams who are around this kind of area Plenty of question marks, and Birmingham, as I say, are definitely one who have got massive question marks in many different areas of the club at the moment. Um, well, that settles our 24th to 17th positions, Justin. We'll be back on Tuesday when we'll be able to do 16th to 9th as we go through the mid-table section of the championship. So thank you for listening to this. We hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you again on Tuesday. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening.